This is Animals Voice Podcast, presented by the Ontario SPCA, with 50 communities working together for animal welfare. We've got another great show for you on the way, so put your paws up, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Animals Voice Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin McKenzie, and uh, welcome back. I feel like I haven't done a podcast in a while, and I'm completely spent because setting up for this podcast, the last 10 minutes, I wish we had been recording. I'm, I'm here with Monica Cito. Monica no. is department coordinator with the uh, Shelter Health and Wellness team. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. Are you tired as well? Yeah, I'm done. This is, I'm telling you. <laughs> Before just, we even start. We got nothing left for this broadcast because um, as you'll see, there are some visual aspects. We're evolving here on Animals Voice Podcast. So from time to time, we have video and, uh, and pictures. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've joined the new uh, millennium. So you're going to see online on our Facebook and um, perhaps on our blog and our YouTube channel some some video aspects of these podcasts, some photographs. And that's what we're going to have here today because Monica's here to talk to us about the Feral Cat Shelter program and specifically, I guess, some new developments to the program this year. And with you, you brought a Feral Cat Mm -hmm. Shelter, which is very cool. So we're going to talk about this. Tell me about the project itself. Uh, You know, what is being introduced into the Feral Cat program? Okay, so as you know, we already have a couple of other programs up and going, the food bank as well as the trap depot. This year, we sort of introduced the creation of the Feral Cat Winter Shelter. Now, they already make these. They already build these every year downtown at the Toronto Humane Society. Toronto Street Cats puts that together. Okay. So we sort of decided that maybe we wanted to take this project on up here for more of our northern folks, just easier access to get the shelters. Okay. So that's sort of what we've done this year. And for people that maybe are only listening to the broadcast Mm -hmm. and not able to see the visual aspect of this online, describe what we're looking at. I mean, to me, it looks like a big tote box. (laughs) Well, it is. It's a Rubbermaid tote, actually. There's several different ways of building a feral cat shelter. Now, this is a fairly simple one that's very inexpensive and easy to create. So this is actually a 68-liter Rubbermaid tote. It's lined inside with uh, durafoam, three-quarter durafoam, and then it's filled with straw on the inside. We've also gorilla taped a sign on the top just sort of to deter anyone if they find the shelter out, outdoors that, you know, this is part of a But there a could managed, be cats in there. Right. Yeah. Please don't touch. This is part of a managed feral cat colony. Just sort of give them a little information. Okay. And websites they can contact if they have any questions about them. Um, and then it's got a, a hole in the front with some tubing, which is access for the cats to snuggle in there yeah cats mm. you know what they're always crawling in the boxes at mm-hmm. my house i guess they like that so yep, that, that draws them in mm-hmm. and then they've got a nice warm sheltered safe place right now as we know it along with tnring the cats feeding the cats another part of managing the colony is providing a nice safe warm spot for them because you know living in canada we've got really some really cold winters yeah and just them trying to find somewhere warm and safe to go in the winter is often really hard for them so if we can provide them with this shelter it's just a little added extra extra help for them. In case our listeners did not <clears throat> listen to previous appearances by you on the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, Monica, talk to me very briefly. You, you mentioned the TNR program and also the, the food program mm-hmm. that we have. So for people that are new to this, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? Okay, so we've got two other programs that we run here. It's the Feral Cat Trap Depot. So we lend out, we have 40 traps to lend out to caretakers. We just ask them to come in, fill out a form. We don't take any money from them and we lend them out for as long as they need them kind of thing. Um, and that allows them to, to do the TNR process. So they're trapping a feral cat mm-hmm. to then have it spayed or neutered. Correct. So therefore they are helping support 
controlling the uh, mm-hmm. the feral cat overpopulation issue, which right. which is quite an issue in Ontario, isn't yes. it? Yes, yes. It's not just sort of an area issue. It's a whole all, whole all over Ontario. Mm-hmm. This hits everybody. Uh, and it's really a community problem. It's out of control. And the best thing people can do is to sort of try and manage these colonies the best that they can okay. and to have them fixed because that's really the most humane solution is to sort of cut it off and stabilize the population by not allowing any more cats to to, to, to be made. Right, yes. correct. <laughs> um, so in the food that you mentioned is, mm-hmm. can you describe that aspect of the program and how we support people? Sure. So normally caretakers out of their own pockets pay for food, wet, dry food for these cats. So these are people, you live maybe in a rural community right. or maybe not rural and it you know that you have a giant feral cat. Correct colony mm-hmm. uh, in your backwoods area or yeah. somewhere. So some people have cats that roam their properties. They could have anywhere from two cats to 20, 25 cats. And they're no one's essentially non-owned animals. So nobody owns them and no one's taking care of them. So people end up feeding them in their backyards. Right. And these cats are fending for themselves. So they need food. They need help. These cats are domesticated animals. So they're not really supposed to be outside. Sure. But because they're feral <laughs> and they're, they don't do really well in a household, um, we ask people to return them back to their habitat, which is outside, and yeah. then just provide proper care for them. So we will give food to caretakers? Yeah, so we, we um, get donations of free food ourselves, and then we just donate it to anyone that's on my list. I have a, a wait list for food. So people can contact you? Yeah, okay. we ask people to take the Toronto Feral Cat Project workshop beforehand, just mm-hmm. so that they know how to properly manage these colonies, get okay. more information about it. Mm-hmm. And then they talk to me about it and get added to the list, and then, yeah, I contact them usually via email when I get food in, and if they're in need of the food. They'll come in and pick it up. Okay, let's get back to the shelter specifically because mm-hmm. that's the new aspect right. of the program. What are the benefits or the importance of the shelters? And I, th- I, th- I mean, I feel like you touched on this a little bit already. Mm-hmm. Cold winters. Mm-hmm. We get some really cold winters. The cats don't make nests. They don't burrow into the ground like a lot of wildlife does. So really, they're hiding out in bushes, hiding under people's porches, just seeking out as much warmth as they can. Okay. So this is a great way to provide, like I said, some safe, warm shelter for them. I mean, these Rubbermaid totes are very, are waterproof and the straw really is the best thing for them that will keep them the warmest inside. Okay. Yeah. And, and we have really great success with these shelters. The cats seem to do really well with them. So how do you, uh, how do you orchestrate this, this program? <laughs> how, how are you running this? Okay. Well, this year we actually had Mars Canada. Thankfully, we're very grateful to them. They funded the project and they actually assisted with building the shelters. So they sent a bunch of Mars bars over here too. Yes. Just so and you know, some free I put on like 15 <laughs> pounds last year. I think everybody Thank, did. Thanks, Mars. Appreciate that. <laughs> no, so they actually funded, provided the funds for us to make 200 shelters. Okay. So, so far we've made 150 of them. We're on board to make another 50. And yeah, and then we've got 200 to give out to our caretakers before the really cold weather hits, which is really great. And we're very thankful that Mars Canada hopped on board for this and it's been a great, great wow. experience. Thanks mm. to Mars. Okay, when, when we come back, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to have you review how you build this again because I have the attention span of <laughs> like a gnat. So I need, to, I need to look at this thing again with you. So we'll be right back on Animals Voice Podcast. Pet overpopulation is at crisis levels across Ontario as a direct result of animals left unaltered. Each year, tens of thousands of dogs and cats end up on the streets where they fall victim to neglect and abuse or in shelters in search of new homes. With the goal of helping to reduce the number of homeless pets and to fix as many animals as possible, the Ontario SPCA has three high-volume, self-sustaining clinics located in Newmarket, Barrie and St. Catharines. 
the public, shelters, and rescue groups are welcome, regardless of geography or income level. Since 2009, the Ontario SPCA Barrie Branch saw their shelter intake of cats reduced by 52%. Across the province, Ontario SPCA branches have seen cat intakes reduced by 19%, thanks to pets being spayed and neutered. Fixing your pet also reduces health risks in your pet and improves behaviour in cats and dogs. To learn more about the benefits of spaying and neutering your pet, visit spayneuter.ontarioSPCA.ca and fixyourpet.ca. Welcome back to Animals Voice Podcast. We're chatting with Monica Cito today. She's the department coordinator with the uh, Shelter Health and Wellness Team. And we're looking at these cool new shelters that I guess the folks at Mars Canada were nice enough mm-hmm. to fund. And yep. we are providing these to feral cat caretakers. Correct. Yeah. All right. So earlier in the broadcast, you talked to me about the genesis of this program and how we got here and how you're running it. I want you to review this with me again. And this this may be a visual part where we end up on our YouTube channel reviewing this. Mm-hmm. So if you can show me the, the moving pieces of this again, I would love to, to understand sure, this. Sure. Yeah. So this is it right here. It's a 68 liter Rubbermaid tote. So here's the lid here that we provide um, the nice laminated sign. Okay. And um, all the tape we use on the outside of it is Gorilla Tape. It's stronger, more sort of waterproof tape. It's much better for the outside when it hits the elements than duct tape. Okay. So we just put the sign on the top there. On the on the inside here, we line the tote with a three-quarter inch durafoam, okay. which can be picked up at any sort of hardware store. Okay. Uh, and then we tape all the seams, so all the top and all the seams there with duct tape. Okay. And then is that is that for insulation purposes? Yes, correct. Okay. So along with the straw that provides the main warmth there, it just adds some extra warmth. An extra layer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then what happens is there's a hole about an eight-inch, sorry, six-inch hole cut in the front of the of the tote here. Okay. And then sort of this black tubing is sort of inserted into the hole and again gorilla taped so that it's steady and in place here. Okay. And this is what the cats use to go in and out. Sort of keeps a little bit of the wind and the and the snow from getting right into the shelter there. That's awesome. Yeah. Very nice. So yeah, we are we are going to have a how-to video coming up. Okay. So, so keep keep yep. your eyes peeled keep on our YouTube peeled. channel. Yep. So it'll be an how-to. exact how-to video and we'll go over each step. So um, when you reference the people from Mars Canada mm-hmm. funding this, you're talking about all these materials that you just showed. Mm-hmm. They they have funded this. But yes. that, that YouTube video that we're talking about, mm-hmm. that'll show people what they need. So if right. you're in a northern community, you're mm-hmm. not able to access through your program where we will supply, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, 200 of these. Yeah. Yeah, there's not really a lot of supplies that you need. It's, it's very simple, simple to do. You can almost, maybe a jigsaw you need, but other than that, it's an X-Acto knife. Okay. And the materials you can pretty much find anywhere. Any, in hardware, any hardware store? store. Okay. And it's it's a very simple template. There's many templates out there that you can use. If you have more cats that you think can you need a bigger tote, you, you can do that as well. well tell, okay, so will, tell me about that. So looking mm-hmm. at the one that you just demonstrated mm-hmm. for me, how many cats... Should this be able to support? We say, generally, we say one. Cats are very territorial. Yeah, that's so, what I was thinking. Right. So one cat So if, per, say, a mom cat and her, a kitten or two, yeah. yeah, they're very close and they wouldn't hesitate to go in there okay. together. Okay. But generally, just one cat. If they're really close, for some reason, they can go in together. But generally, it's one cat on its own. Okay. And it's a perfect amount of space for one cat. Nice. Mm-hmm. How can people get involved in the Ontario SPCA feral cat programs and get a shelter themselves? Well, we do ask people to, anyone that is curious about managing a feral cat colony, we do highly suggest taking the 
Toronto Feral Cat Projects Workshop. Okay. Uh, they hold it downtown in and around the area once a month and up here in Newmarket at our uh, training center about once every three months. Okay. So if you can get to one of those workshops, it's very beneficial. Mm-hmm. And then just contact me. You can reach me anytime at email at mcdo at ospca.on.ca. Okay. And you can just contact me if you'd like a shelter. And we also have a feral cat page on our website, ontariospca.ca. Yeah. And under feral cats, you will see all our different programs and then my contact information again. Okay. So that's great. And and I'm just going to give your email address again. It's mm-hmm. mcdo, S-E-T-O, at ospca.on.ca. Yep. Excellent. Thanks for joining us, Monica. Nice all to have right, you welcome. back on the broadcast. Thanks for and, having me on. Uh, Continued success with the Feral Cat program. You know what? We've got a lot of exciting things that the Ontario SPCA is involved with. And uh, as I talk with donors out during my visits, you'd be surprised how often they talk to me about feral cats. And they want to hear what we're doing about feral cats Mm -hmm. in the province. And they need a lot of support, and we're really, we're really grateful, and, and we'll try and support any feral cat caretakers in any way that we can. It's That's, great. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, thank you to the shelter mm-hmm. health and wellness team for. Uh, spearheading this because it's an exciting project and something uh, I think that's making a difference for feral cats in the community. So thank you to the listeners of Animals Voice podcast. We hope you continue to support us. If you'd like to uh, follow us on Twitter, if you would like to submit show ideas, you can find me on Twitter at KevTheGrad or you can email me at kmckenzie at ospca.on.ca. Until next time, we'll catch you later. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Animals Voice Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and at our website, ontariospca.ca. Animals Voice Podcast is a production of the Ontario SPCA. The Society would like to thank all our supporters. Together, we are the Animals Voice.